This is realestateinvestingmastery.com. All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome. This is Alex Youngblood and Joe McCall hey. with the Real Estate Investing Mastery dot com podcast where we seek to bring you the best real estate investing information that we possibly can we are interviewing some of the experts out there in real estate and uh, looking to uh, grow our real estate and business uh, investing business as well as yours um, of course you know by now if you've been listening for uh, how many how many podcasts have we been doing now Joe what is this like we, this uh, is so number of, well we've we've released about 12 now and we have this will actually be number 15 or 16 that we've done 15 or 16 okay so so you've been listening to these podcasts you know we have this incredible bonus that we offer you have to go to realestateinvestingmastery.com just enter your email address there and you will get a uh, our fast cash survival kit that you can pick up and start using immediately in your business uh, it's about six hours worth of audio and videos that uh, you can just turn around and use that information right away. Um, we show you if you're in a cash crunch and trying to make this investing thing work, uh, how to use this and start making money right away. So that is that is definitely the key. I'm very very excited about uh, today's call. Uh, this is this is going to be a great call. We've got Pete Scoris on the line. All right. Um, and he is somebody that I've learned a ton from when it comes to talking to motivated sellers and negotiating and uh, really getting down to the nitty-gritty with people and learning how to not just listen to people but kind of read them and see where they're coming from. And those are all ninja tactics, and that's why his name is Pete the Ninja. <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure um, if uh, you've been around and uh, looking around online, you've, you've run into him and seen uh, – some of his handiwork, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very very excited. How you doing, by the way, Joe? You you good? I'm doing really really good. Um, good, I've good, been good. Doing more traditional wholesaling. Um, those really? Of you that don't know, yeah, I've been. I mostly do. I just flip lease options. So I take all of the leads that don't have any equity, and I just get it under a lease option. And instead of wholesaling it to a investor, cash buyer, I'll wholesale it to a tenant buyer, um, and generally. They're, um you don't make as much uh, money up front on those kinds of deals. They're smaller deals, but I do more of them, and they're a little easier to do because there's so many sellers out there who don't have any equity. But um, one thing I'm really excited about on this call is uh, Pete and the whole team at FreedomSoft, um, they really understand marketing, and they do a lot of it, and they take it very, very seriously. And it's something that we've said over and over again, this we're not in the real estate business we're in the marketing business so i've been ramping up my marketing lately um i've been even actually bidding on huds um and i've been um just kind of doing more postcards and yellow letters slowly ramping that up um and i'm also in the middle of hiring a new virtual assistant to kind of help me with with that stuff so things nice. have been going really good really busy nice Really I'm pretty excited. I actually, um, I've been, you know, I've, everybody knows I do virtual wholesaling. I'm just breaking into uh, one of the, um, to uh, the Raleigh market. And oh, yeah. uh, 
we closed uh, our second deal the other day. It wasn't huge. It was $6,000, but man alive, I'll tell you what, that, uh, that deal, uh, I earned my money on that deal. I had to talk to the seller for a half hour every single time he got on the phone. It was not just, okay, you can go uh, pick up your check at the closing office. It was, it was, nice. a, it was a conversation every single time. And this guy thinks I'm his new best friend and all this stuff, which, you know, which is a good thing, but you got to watch out because the, <laughs> you, they can really talk, talk you to death and you just got to learn how to uh, let them go nicely. <laughs> nice. But, hey, uh, yep. So we closed that deal out and, uh, happy about that. One more thing before we move on to Pete. Um, we've been getting a lot of really good reviews on iTunes and I want to thank you guys. There's a guy, Bob, just recently said, hey, this is an excellent real estate investing podcast. I highly recommend it to other investors. Many thanks to Joe and Alex. Uh, RW, thanks, Bob. Yes, R.W. Warfield says, uh, I have found Joe McCall to be down to earth and a sincere person. I believe he must not like you, Alex. Uh, <laughs> I, I am fake. Yes. <laughs> I believe he honestly wants to help people improve their situation through real estate investing. This is a breath of fresh air in the world of gurus. Thank you, Joe. And then you got a bunch of them here, too. We got a couple one stars. Somebody here says, uh, and I hope you're listening to this. He says, <laughs> this is not real estate investing. It is contract flipping. Well, oh, interesting. Gotcha. But we do flip contracts and we do think that is real estate investing. Uh, but apparently he thinks that uh, real estate investing, he says here, uh, real estate investing involves long-term horizons and an asset that produces cash flow. I can't say I disagree with that. Huh. I just don't understand why the one star. Maybe we're not interviewing enough people that, you know, buy and hold properties and Well, and, what about what about buying uh property below market, investing money into it, rehabbing it and selling it that way? I think that's re- that's that's straight yeah. out 175% real estate investing. <laughs> I, I think that is real estate investing <laughs> and I do, too. And I do that too. <laughs> Well, and, and we interviewed a Jake, Michael Jake, just recently. He owns 92 homes. Yeah. It doesn't sound like contract flipping to me, but whoever you are, oh, his, his username is Actual Real Estate Pro. Uh, wish, Sweet. I, I wish you the best. I don't appreciate the one star, but you're, you're entitled to your opinion. That's fine. Um, if, if, if any of the rest of you would like to um, leave a review, we'd really, really appreciate it. It helps with our rankings and iTunes. And, uh, you know, maybe we do need to interview more people in the future that, uh, you know, have 20, 30, 40 properties and just want to be landlords. Kind of Alex in mind, focus has always been making uh, fast cash in real estate. Um, for us, this is a very tough market for buying and holding, and uh, we'd rather be in and out. And uh, But, you know, we, we will be, we're open to all different forms and methods of real estate investing. Um, so we, we've interviewed guys that do short sales, who do rehabbing, who do lease purchasing. Um, we did interview Mike Ferris, episode number five, who owns a bunch of rental properties and has a property management company. Um, so anyway, uh, stack the cash, baby, stack the cash. That's what I say. All right, Pete, Pete, you're in Tampa, Florida. Is that right? That's correct. My man. How you guys doing? Real good. How do you pronounce your last name, or is it okay to say it on the air? Uh, <laughs> are, are you? Do you want us to hide do, your last name? I do have a little off-air joke about it, but um, it's it's Scorus. Okay, is that Greek? Yes, sir. Sweet. My country's not doing so well right now. Oh. <laughs> do you do you still have family in Greece? 
Uh, no, we have some land there that's probably worth, uh, you know, the, the weeds that are growing on it. But uh, <laughs> Hey, if I paid you all cash and close quickly, what's the least you'd take? <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to love that line, right? Go to bed. Instead of counting sheep, I just say those line every single night. puts me to sleep. That's if funny. I had a dollar for every time I, I said, <laughs> if I could pay you all, cla- all cash, it would pay your closing costs, what's the least you would take? And then, I, <laughs> and then you have to try to sell me on how good those weeds are and how they're appreciating very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. So um, you, you're you from um, – well, tell us a little bit of your story. Uh, okay. As everybody knows too, um, Alex and I are big uh, FreedomSoft users, and we recommend it and proudly promote it. Um, awesome. You have some uh, history with FreedomSoft, I think. But talk a little bit about your story, Pete. How did you get started in real estate, and um, what were you doing before that? Wow. How long is this interview? Well, <laughs> we'll make it in two parts if we need to, but um, <laughs> don't go back um, too far. I was, uh, I'll, I'll kind of give you the cliff notes and make it pretty quickly, but um, I was, uh, I was born and raised in New Jersey and uh, was a big baseball player. And uh, that was my hopes is to come down to Florida and, and play baseball. Unfortunately, I got in a bad accident uh, my first year in college, actually my first month, and I uh, got in a pretty bad car accident and uh, my baseball dreams were gone. Mm. So I was a really, really bad student. Uh, I think out of 150 people in, uh, in my high school class, I think I was like ranked like 140th. Wow. Uh, mm. So it tells you, I just, I, I had no focus whatsoever <laughs> as far as school. And uh, I just had the big dream of playing for the Yankees and um, that, that didn't work out. So uh, around my sophomore year in college, after I spent a year in a hospital bed living in my parents' living room, oh boy. Uh, started, wow. I, was able to, I was able to start walking again and, uh, and said, you know what, I really need to start concentrating on some school because uh, I, I need to start you know, to learn a little bit. So I ended up uh, pushing my way through college, not really learning too much at all, but somehow I got a degree and um, I bounced around from job to job to job. I mean, I did everything from... Uh, mortgage companies, I did financial planning, I did, I sold satellites door to door. Um, I mean, anything you could imagine, I tried to do. I bartended for years. I mean, anything that you could do to try to make money. And I was always interested in real estate. The funny thing was, is when I, when I was doing financial planning, a lot of the guys that I was trying to help out had a lot of holdings. And uh, it really got me interested in, in real estate, but I never really did anything with it until, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was, um, a buddy of mine had came to me with a property, and this is back when you know you can basically just get four and five hundred thousand dollar houses with a credit score. Yeah. And so uh, we picked up this property in Bradley Beach, New Jersey, and this is going way back before I ended up staying in real estate. And uh, we bought it for like three hundred and uh, rented it out, and then got an equity line for a couple hundred thousand and cashed out a bunch of money and sold the property. And then I went on and continued to do financial planning and uh, failing at it pretty miserably. Uh, I think if I had a lot more gray hair back then, I think I would have done a lot better. But uh, you know, <laughs> they're looking at this this young kid coming in there, all slick willy, trying to tell them what to do with their financing. Um, so that didn't really work out so well. And uh, how I got into real estate was is that I w- I've been friends with Preston uh, Preston Illy for years and years and years, and I was able to see from the sidelines uh, him flipping these properties and making money. You know, he went from you know driving a piece of crap to you know driving around in BMWs and 
you know, buying $3,000 dinner. So I said, I got to figure out what the hell this guy's doing. So uh, I started sending him emails and calls all the time and said, listen, I want to get involved. I want to get involved. So he says, great. You know, here's my ebook. Read it. And, I'm on half, and I want half of your profits. So. Now, Preston, the those of you who don't know, um, Preston Ely is a guy who got his start in wholesaling a long time ago and uh, developed some really good information products and uh, developed uh, FreedomSoft. Um, so, but go ahead. Well, so, uh, well, actually that's, well, I'll, I'll get to there in a second. Yeah. So, um, you know, I started doing real estate and um, he said, read the book. So I started, uh, we put signs out all over the place, um, put a newspaper ad, a flyer ad, started going down to the courthouse, trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, get the probates working. And so I spent, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of time getting the stuff up. And then all of a sudden my phone just starts ringing like ridiculous. And, and so what, I was like, all right, was I'm, this I'm in, what's that? What year was this? And you know what? I'm so bad with years. I don't even know how old I am. Um, <laughs> let me think. Uh, we started developing FreedomSoft three years ago. So this is probably when the right when the market was like completely, everybody was out of it. I'm going to say 2007. So after it crashed or started falling. Oh, yeah. I didn't know any different. You know, nice. I had all the guys were out of it. And I had no, I had no, you know, uh, no expectations. And um, I just started really being. That's uh, great. I started just flipping properties. I said, this can't be this easy, you know? And he says, you know, what are you doing? And I said, well, I just talk to the people and, you know, I look up the property. I send a contract over to them and, you know, and then I go market the property the same way that I tried to find the seller. You know, so the way I look at it is you got marketing on the front end, you got your dealinization and negotiation in the middle, and then marketing on the back end. So you just do the same thing you did in the front end to the back end. And as long as you're a nice, good guy that you can have a normal conversation with people, you're going to get people to, to like you and trust you and do business with you. So that was my kind of way that I was able to to really just start talking to a lot of sellers and make them feel comfortable in, in uh, you know, my expertise. And I, I started really flipping properties like crazy. But there was one problem. And the one problem was is about six months in, seven months in, I'm, I'm, I'm like running around like a lunatic. I got files all over my desk. I got papers. I can't remember who I called, who I didn't call. And uh, so I went to Preston and I said, hey, man, what, what's, what's out there for software? So he got me access to some other types of software out there, and I hated every single one of them. I said, this is all, this is all junk. I don't like it. I'm not really a technical guy. And I feel like I'm more uh, the norm than most people are. There's not a lot of technical people out there that know how to write HTML. That you know, I like things big. I like almost like a Fisher-Price model. I want to see big buttons. I want things <laughs> to be self-explanatory. You know, I want to look at something and say, okay, I got a good feel here. And uh, so I came to him and I said, hey, listen, we got to build a, a software. I said, I'll, I'll, uh, I have the whole thing planned out in my head. I know exactly how I want it to look and feel. And um, so we went out and uh, found some developers and spent about uh, a year developing the thing. And I told them what I wanted it to look like and feel like. And these guys did a tremendous job as far as making it happen. So, uh, and then Preston did a fantastic job marketing it. So it really was kind of like my own little brainchild that came out and turned into this just amazing thing with thousands of people across the country using it and, and absolutely loving it. And that uh, my, my, my time kind of transitioned into just the, the building the, uh, the software program. And now, since it's kind of a little bit more on autopilot, it's working, everything is good, now I've been able to shift a little bit back more into the real estate side. So that's pretty much my story from soup to nuts, Cliff, uh, Cliff Notes version. Nice. We, um, 
um, those of you on, the, on listening to this, uh, you know uh, how many, uh, how much marketing Alex does with postcards. But I don't know if you guys know how many leads that he gets every day. I've seen his FreedomSoft account, and I can go in, <laughs> and he shows me. He has a VA who's returning all of the seller calls, and he shows me, um, you know, 10, 20 new seller leads a day. It's insane. Um, and that are, this this VA is putting into FreedomSoft form. And I don't know, Sean, I mean, uh, Alex, if there's any other way that you could track these leads <laughs> that you're getting, is there? No, no, you need a CRM tool like that in order right. to do it. You really do, because my tool used to be post-it notes and papers all over the place, and, you know, you're missing deals and m losing phone numbers and, <laughs> you know, but if you have everything all in one place, that's key. And then FreedomSoft adds a whole new level to it with, um, you know, the street view for being able to see things and being able to track the conversations that you've had with people so you can see what your VA has said. I use the attachment features all the time. Uh, I actually, now you got to be careful where you're at, but in Virginia, it is a... Um, one person consent uh, state so I record the calls that the VA has going on um, and uh, he attaches those calls to FreedomSoft as well so he gets the initial call he records that he records the uh, call that is done with uh, with the actual offer and then any other follow-up calls so before I get on the phone I can hear the, the you know the demeanor of the seller how they kind of work and things like that so if i have to get on the phone and deal with somebody i've got a you know a, a really good uh, idea of who i'm dealing with so I, I use the attachment feature with that for comps um i attach all the real quest reports in there so it's it's a one-stop shop for for what i do with it yeah pretty amazing yeah. hey pete when you before you started working on freedomsoft um how many deals were you doing a month on average what kind of money can you make wholesaling deals well, I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm not really like a, a big volume guy. Mm -hmm. um, I, I try to create fantastic deals. Yes. Uh, so I, I do a lot less deals, but a lot bigger numbers. Okay. Um, you know, I think my third month in, you know, I, I bought a property. It was an entire city block. I uh, paid fifty thousand, and then turned around and wholesaled it a week later for you know an eighty-five thousand dollar profit. Sweet. Uh, oh, yeah. you beat me. Yeah, I, I did one for eighty with three lots, made eighty that, grand. Nice, <laughs> nice. I wish I still own this property to tell you the truth, because it was frontage on all four, all four roads. It was in a decent area. I mean, you could have built an entire community on this lot, but back then I just needed the money so bad <laughs> that I, I just needed to flip it and take the cash. But you know, I've been able to to generate you know much bigger numbers on my deals lately. They haven't been as big. But um, you know, back then we were probably doing 20, 30, 40 deals a uh, 40 deals a year. You know, so you're talking about three or four or five deals sometimes, sometimes more, sometimes less. Sounds but, about right. Uh, you know that, that that was really what we went after. And my first year, I just assigned contracts. That's all I did. Um, I never held I never held a property. I just assigned contracts. And then after that year, um, I started to to purchase the deals, do some cleanouts. You know, I'd still assign contracts here and there. Um, but it was just easier for me just to get control of the property um, and get people in there. And, and, and then I was able to make more than I would have just, you know, turn around and flipping the paper. So I was able to kind of do that. Now we do, uh, you know, rehabs, assignment contracts, um, and then our buy and holds. 
And when you were um, wholesaling these, what what was your average profit maybe on uh, on per deals? I know you're doing yeah. you're, you're going after the bigger ones, but what's a realistic uh, target that you were trying to get? Yeah, we were doing a minimum of fifteen thousand. Oh wow! So that was the, that was pretty much a minimum of what we did, um, you know. And that's just we spent a lot more time with each person, you know. Like uh, Alex was saying before, you know, he was talking to this guy, and it was like his best friend. I mean, my guys. My guys in here, they they nicknamed me the therapist. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it was uh, they were listening to a call I did the other day, and you know, I'm sitting there, you know, talking to this guy about his long lost daughter, you know. But I'm just letting these people know that I got a, you know, that they're they have issues, they have problems, they have situations that they need to solve, and I just look at myself as a solution center. And if they're going to do business with somebody, might as well, you know, be me. Now I might end up getting that property ten or twelve thousand dollars cheaper than somebody else, but. You know, to these guys, they're happy. You know, they feel like they have somebody that is going to take control of the situation and help them out, and they feel confident. Uh, so I'll spend a little bit more time with each user, but uh, to come to the end of the day, you know, I'm still a shark, and I'm going to get that property for as low as I possibly can. He called himself a shark. <laughs> That's not real estate investing. <laughs> it's, it's more of a it's more of a lemon shark. That's you know? right, a lemon shark. <laughs> it's more of a, it's more of a lemon shark, but you know. I mean, I'm, we're still we're still in business to make a profit. It you is know? what it is. Yeah. And I, I told the guy today. I said, "Listen, you know, you're selling me a Toyota Corolla for ten grand, and you're wanting me to pay fifteen thousand for it. Would you do it? <laughs> yeah. Are you, you going to go out there and pay fifteen thousand dollars for a Corolla that you know is only worth ten? Why would I do that? Absolutely. I said, I'm I'm just giving you market value. Now, all of a sudden, the ten thousand dollar Corolla it needs new bumpers, it needs a new engine, and you still want me to pay fifteen thousand dollars for it." So let's just say that it's worth ten, and now let's just minus off all what it needs, and let's come to a number. You know, I mean, I, I'm just—I've been able to really. Uh, when he was talking about the negotiation, I can read people really, really well. I do a lot of mirroring. You know, I'm always trying to get into uh, into the person's mind and try to really figure out what their problems and issues are. And so I'll spend a little bit more time on the front end, but these guys call me back, and then what happens is they'll go down the line, and I'll tell them, listen, you can call somebody else. They're all going to tell you the same thing, and they'll realize that you know they'd rather deal with me because I was nicer, I listened to them, and they felt more comfortable. And that's kind of been my MO as far as getting deals and you know, turning nothing deals into something deals. That's huge. That's huge right there, you know, is, is on that front end. And, and with, uh, what I do is I have my virtual assistant make – the first contact and then make that first offer. But sometimes if I see a deal that looks like it has that potential, I'll jump in there and, and before my virtual assistant gets to it, I will, um, you know, I'll I'll talk to the person and, and, and try to feel them out and read them out because sometimes that little extra effort can take a little deal or a no deal and make it into a, you know, a nice decent deal for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the great thing about Seller Direct is, is that, you know, you, you don't have any rules and regulations. I mean, it's not like I'm dealing with banks and agents, not to say that that's not profitable because, you know, everybody knows that there's a ton of people making money in that. That just wasn't really my specialty. And I kind of just stuck to what I'm good at. And, um, you know, there's there's also so many things you can do with these sellers. You know, if it, you know, I can do a partnership with a seller and say, listen, I was going to give you 20. How about I give you 25? And I'll partner with you and do all the work and we'll split the profit. Now, I'm not putting a dollar into it. I know it only takes a couple dollars. So we do some option contracts um, and some different things. I really think you can work out a lot of deals uh, when you're dealing directly with sellers. A lot of solutions that you can come up with. Fascinating. So maybe you can expound on that a little bit, Pete. Um, if a seller maybe won't give you the price that you're trying to negotiate, 
um, but they're close. Talk a little bit more about this option. You you partner with them on the deal or something? Sometimes it just depends on who who the person is. And again, that's really you know spending the time to get to know somebody. Look, and I'm not saying I'm on the phone with these people each lead for an hour. You know, I'm I'm able to to build that rapport in a short amount of time and get the get them to be confident in, in what I am and, and what I do. Um, but you know, the option agreement that we have is basically states that you know, like most option agreements, hey, listen, I'm going to buy your house or I'm going to put your house under option for $20,000 under a 60-day period. And if I find a buyer, we're going to go ahead and execute this contract, but you can get out of this at any point in time. Um, so it gives them some freedom. And then what I'll do is say, well, you know what we, you know what we might be able to do? And I've only done this with a, couple, with a couple different guys. And obviously, this is your pitch. We've only done with this couple of guys. We've able, actually been able to get you more money. So you want 20 for your property. What if I was able to get you 26 or 27? You know, almost uh, 45% more than you're originally asking for, and I'll do all the work to your property. And I'm going to do the work, and I'm going to sell it. And uh, a lot of times we're able to get in there with them, you know, holding on to the paper where we're not really putting any money into the deal. We just put the rehab and then split the profit with them. It's the same thing if I had a money partner, yeah. and he's putting up all the money, and I'm splitting the deal with him. But this way, I don't have to, you know, I'm still going to, maybe we don't even split. You can work that out with everybody. You know, hey, if I'm able to get you another 30 or 40 percent or another three or four grand, can you wait 60 days? You know, I mean, there's all different types of things that you can do with the seller direct market. Um, like you said, you can flip uh, lease options, mm -hmm. you know, um, and different things like that that you're not able to do with the, the REO market. The only problem is, is that it does have some marketing dollars associated with it. But if you have everything coordinated like Alex does, I mean, I mean, he's got his thing on autopilot over there. <laughs> so you can, you'll actually go in and rehab these homes. Put some, you do put some money in it for the rehab. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll pay for the rehab cost. Nice. It's just another way to get a deal done without yeah. having to really put a ton of money into it. I don't have to close the property. I don't have to come up with a twenty or twenty-five thousand. I can probably work a better deal up in the front side than the back side. You know, and I'm not saying that we do these all the time, um, but it's just some of the options that are out there. You know, you can give people money over time. You know, you can go ahead and work out some, you know, some owner finance things. That's the great thing about Seller Direct. Also, is is let's say I got a guy that wants twenty thousand dollars for his property. You know, I could get him to owner finance it to me, and then I can turn around and re, you know, resell it that way. I mean, there's just so many different things that you can do, and everything's on a case by case basis. Right. And we can go ahead and put a renter in there. Okay, give me 8% on it. I'll give you a little bit higher, and then I'm going to turn around and put a renter in there and make $500 cash flow off a of fan of money. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 know, I know a guy who does that out in California. Um, you know, He'll try to negotiate. He always approaches the deals as a buyer. I want to buy your house. But if he can't buy it, if the price is too high or they owe too much, uh, he'll use a master lease um, where he will negotiate a low rent for the seller, and then he'll rent it. And he'll be honest with the seller. I'm going to rent it for $500 more. And he does these all the time. He just rents them for $500 more and keeps the cash flow. And his lease is, is just says that uh, if the house is vacant, he stops paying the rent until a new person comes in. Yeah, there's so many different things you can work out. You know, uh, the, fortunately to me, I think the best thing that I did was just flip contracts for that first year. Yeah. You know, because what I think a lot of new investors out there and guys that are just trying to get into the business, they're just, I, I call it drinking out of the fire hose. You know, they have so much information that they're trying to, to, to trying to assess that they just, they don't know where to go left, right, up, down. It's like trying to go for like a golf lesson. You know, there's so many different things that you're trying to think of in your head, what you need to do instead of focusing on one thing. And once you get that one thing right, then all of a sudden everything just opens up and you understand how all the deals work. 
Um, so for me, I think that was probably the best thing I can do is really just assign contract for that first year. And that's all I focused on. I didn't want to hear about any other strategies. I don't want to hear about anything. And I focused on that. And now that opened up a, you know, a world of all different types of, uh, of investing and, and different tactics and strategies to be able to, uh, to get houses under contract and get people happy. Yeah, that's really good. That's well said. Well said. <clears throat> Pete, talk a little bit about the market um, that you're working with in Florida, because um, it's been hit hard, right? A lot of foreclosures. Yeah. How you're still finding sellers that have equity in their homes? Yeah, all the time. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot. You'd be surprised how many people own their houses free and clear. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that own their house free and clear. And right now, I mean, I, once the times change a little bit, you're able to kind of just. Uh, I educate those users and say, hey, listen, why am I going to buy your house when I can buy the bank's house down the street for less money? You know, Absolutely. That? So the whole thing I'm going to say is, is that, you know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, that your house is not worth what it was three or four years ago. You all and then I get them to agree. Yes, I understand that. You also know that this market's not coming back anytime soon. OK, well, then why are you trying to try to sell me the property at values of three or four years ago? You know, I can tell you this, that you can go and you can call everybody in the newspaper. You can answer everybody's flyers and stuff like that. And nobody is going to is going to pay what you want based off of the market. It's the same thing back to that Toyota Corolla uh, analogy. So once you get them to realize, hey, I'm just fishing. And then you go back and say, why are you going to waste your time? If, as long as you're competitive with the properties that are currently selling, you're going to sell your property. The more you continue to try to want more money, the more you're going to play the waiting game, continue to pay taxes, insurance, and maintenance, and you're going to come back to me six months later and try to take my offer when you could have took it six months ago and been on with your business and been happy and had another kid and moved to Jamaica. I mean, it, it's, it's just getting these guys to realize what, what they're trying to do. You know, yeah. Because they always have something in their mind to say, this is what I need to get out of this property. This is what I got into it. And this is what I need to get out of it. When And you guys know as well as I do, that has nothing to do with this transaction. What you paid for it has nothing to do with what I'm going to pay for based off of this market condition. Right. It just doesn't work that way. So we do a lot of education that way and get them to realize what's going on. And, um, you know, that, that's been a big help, too. I, for, I You know what? I went off on a little tangent there. I forgot what your question was. Well, the, <laughs> that's all right. This is all good. And by the way, uh, I want to ask you more about negotiating. But if you guys have FreedomSoft, there's a section in here under classroom and training tutorials where uh, I believe these are your sessions you did, right, Pete, on negotiating yes. tips? Yes, sir. Really, really. I've not gone through these yet. I'm embarrassed to admit that. but uh, My VA has learned a ton from that. I said, I said, uh, you want to learn to talk to sellers? Go watch these videos right here. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> they've, they've been useful for me. I mean, you don't want to demean anybody. I had a guy today that I kind of gave him an analogy this morning. He goes, "Why well, you don't need to do those analogies with me. Oh, and then uh -huh. like, two, and I said, no, I totally understand. And I said, I hope you understand. It's not demeaning. I'm just trying to get a point across. And I figured that was the easiest way to do that. And uh, so I kind of had to step off a little bit. And then two seconds later, he gives me an analogy. <laughs> Did you, you fire know, so, back at him? Yeah. So I said, I was like, oh, what's going on there? You don't need to do that with me. So we got a kick out of it. And then we were able to, you know, to finalize the, the negotiation. We were going back and forth for a couple thousand dollars. And then I just said, hey, listen, I said, I like you. It's up in the air if you like me right now. But the fact of it is, is that, you know, you've been dealing with this property for quite a long time. Let's just stop the, the, the rat chase here and let's get this thing done Friday. And then I was able to just kind of mull him over for a little bit. So he would finally agree on the closing date and to get this thing done. Um, and that's how I run all my, my, my phone calls. It's all just very calm, easy. Um, actually, that's a call coming in right now. Should we do something live? 
Sure, go ahead. Do it up. Do it up. Real Freedom Property. This is Pete. Hold on one second for me, okay? Okay, I'm just going to put you on speaker here because this uh, this phone receiver is kind of clicking on me. Hold on one second. Okay, sir, what was that? Yeah. Um, I, just wondering, I know you guys buy properties for cash. Do you guys generally look for properties that have a lot of equity or... Um, I mean, if you don't have a lot of equity to work with, do you do anything with those properties or, or not? Yeah, we have a lot of different solutions that we can offer you. Let me ask you a question. I mean, is this your property that you're trying to sell? Well, no, actually, I'm, I'm an investor myself. Okay. And, and I, I do a lot of lease options and cooperative assignments. And I'm, basically, I know some of the investors out there that do a lot of wholesaling and they usually need a pretty good ratio of equity in the property to, to get a discounted price. And, you know, being a business myself, I know sometimes you get the people that they don't have a lot of equity to work with. They're, you know, they're pretty decent houses, but they need to sell. Um, and I tend to work with those kind of properties. that have a lot of uh, Bruce credit buyers that want to do police options and things like that. Okay. And, uh, and I was just looking, like I said, if you if you had those, yeah, I know some of those guys, you know, they don't work with them. You just kind of throw them away. I said, rather than that, if you, if you throw me those leads, if I close on them, I pay $500 per, per lead that I close on. And, you know, I sent you over a JV uh, agreement and everything else. And I just wanted to know if that was something you guys did or uh, would be interested in. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're always interested in dealing with good guys that are out there. Uh, to tell you the truth, I'm actually on, on a conference call right now. The best thing for you to do is just to give me a call back maybe towards the end of the week, and that way we can kind of exchange information and, you know, I can kind of see what you're doing and, and see if there's some synergy there for us to work together. Oh, sounds good. Okay. And what was your name? All right. Okay, great. Well, I'll give you a call uh, around the end of the week. Any, any particular time to finish for you? No, just go ahead and try me. And if I'm not here, just leave a message. I'll get back to you. All right, sounds good. Well, I apologize for interrupting your conference call. No worries, man. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. All right, that wasn't a seller. Go on. If Sorry, guys. I had a dollar for every one of those calls I got. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So you, ha you handle that so much better than me. I'm just like, uh, and they try to find my criteria and what square footage I want. And how many bedrooms whoa, 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 and what percentage do I buy at? This, oh. No, no, no. But this guy is different. He's probably one of my students because I tell. <laughs> yeah, he's trying. He's trying to do what you do, Joe. Yeah, well, I I teach people call wholesalers up and ask them what they do with their leads they throw away that don't have any equity. Yeah. So that's him. That's him. I, I was hoping that would have. I was hoping that would have been another one, but no big deal. But anyway, uh, you were talking about. Um, uh, negotiating with sellers and how important that is. Um, and then what else were we talking about? Um, oh, the, the market in Florida. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What, what kind of homes are you targeting? What, what is your sweet spot? Well, the t again, I'm not like, uh, I'm probably a lot less organized than a lot of you guys that are out there. Um, you know, we kind of have like some, a blanket marketing approach. Uh, we deal in three different counties and uh, we do a lot of direct mail, just like Alex does. We do probates. Um, but most of our leads, to tell you the truth, and people are going to laugh at this, come off the newspaper and our flyer ads. Uh, we get more calls from the newspaper and flyer than probably, well, direct mail just gets an absolute ton of, of, of callbacks. But you'd be surprised at the amount of deals that we've done off the newspaper and the You flyer. do get good leads from newspaper. And, that, and that's one of the reasons why I have a newspaper ad and continue to use one because of uh, what you said with that, Pete. Um, yeah. That's one of the things I tell my students to do. Get an ad in the newspaper. And they're like, that's not sexy. That's not cool. Like, <laughs> just do it. You know, they overthink it, man. And you know what? Yellow the uh, yellow pages. It might be a good idea too, because you know, who looks in the newspaper? Who looks in the yellow pages? Right? Old yeah. people. 
not young people, old people. Those Which are the, the ones people. that you want. Exactly. Actually, you know what, Alex? I had a guy call me yesterday. This is funny that you mention it. I had a guy call me yesterday. I'm going to pull up the email here really quick. And what he does is he puts your ad in the yellow pages, but uh, there's no cost up front. And uh, uh, his, his whole thing is, is that based off the leads that you get in, you pay per lead. So if it's working you know, you're, and you're getting good leads, you keep it. If otherwise, there's no upfront cost. Is and this just me, your area or my area or what? You can do it probably in any area. Send uh, me guy, that email. Yeah. yeah let, me, let, me, uh, let me just go write that on my notes here. Send email. Yellow pages. I, I like the paper lead model, uh, unless it's like $67 a lead with the one company that starts with a Z and ends with a buyer. Then Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they're like $20 a lead. I think they're like $20 a lead and you have to, and the, the calls need to be at least like a minute long or something like that. And then that's how they charge. Those it. are good leads. That's yeah. good leads. So we do, uh, we do a bunch of stuff with that. Um, and then obviously we have, um, you know, I know pretty much every wholesaler in the area. So we do a lot of uh, cross promotion as far as selling other people's properties to our VIP buyers. Um, and then on the buy side, uh, you know, we just do the normal stuff. We do the syndication wizard inside Freedom Soft. That's a great we, uh, tool. We put signs out, and then uh, we do a lot of uh, the yellow letter. And then I'll read you the uh, the letter that I have, and kind of how we do it. And this is once we get a house under contract, we go into Freedom Soft, we pull out the cash buyer list for that area. And this is obviously if we don't have our you know a normal guy that we're going to sell the property to. Most cases, we just kind of sell by by the phone call, just because you know we know our buyers, so we don't tend to to list too many properties on our site. And most of them kind of go behind the scenes. But uh, when we run into a situation that uh, is in a different area, we send uh, the yellow letter. And on the top of it, it says, urgent notice. I desperately need to sell my property I own at, whatever the address is. I've had it listed with a realtor for some time now and cannot wait any longer. Uh, take a drive by and call me and I will let you in. Title is clear, taxes are paid, condition is good, and I need it sold today. Drive by, call me, and make me a cash offer right now. So that's what the, that's what the letter is. And then what we do is we crumple it all up into a ball. <laughs> and then we fold it. And so it's a little bit of lumpy mail. And we fold it and put it into kind of like a postcard type envelope and uh, handwrite the letters. And this thing brings in more calls than you'd ever imagine. That's that's awesome. That's Somebody, wow. somebody's like expecting to get some poor Joe Schmo, and then there's the shark, Pete. Yeah, you <laughs> called me. Let's do business, buddy. <laughs> the funny thing is, funny thing is, is that uh, we get a lot of calls from seller. I mean, from other wholesalers, and they're like, "Dude, your yellow letter just rocked me, man. I just had a call and introduced myself." He goes, "I mean, that thing was fantastic. The crumpling of it up is, I think, the the, the great thing. That's one of my acquisition guys I have in here came up with it." <laughs> who was that uh well, this guy steve that i have working in here trying to drum up some business nice yeah so it's uh it's pretty interesting i mean i think it just it just comes down to trying to simplify things and i think like we were talking about before you know everybody tries to make this business so hard and uh i think every time i've been interviewed over the years i always bring up the same exact story so you know i forgive the people that have ever heard me speak but it's it's kind of the same thing because i don't have anything different to tell you um, Mike Collins, who uh, runs Rehab Lists, I went to my first wholesaling kind of like three-day seminars. It was right before I got started. And uh, 
you know, he says, you don't have, he goes, there's too many people who want to know everything. They want to know everything about contracts, about everything. And he goes, you don't have to get it, uh, get it perfect. You just got to get it going. Just start to get it going. Yeah. And I think that so many people, they just, they paralyze themselves feeling like that they have to know everything instead of just getting out there. And, you know, it's like taking some cuts in the batting cage. You got to start making some swings and everything will kind of work itself in. I think people just like they mind F themselves to death. You know, they're just, <laughs> I, I didn't say the full word there, but uh, I think that's, that's what they do. You know, they're just trying to make it more difficult than it is. And in reality, can you find someone to get their house at, at one price and find somebody else to come in there and just pay a couple thousand dollars more for it? You know, I mean, and that's really what that's it is. It. It's, it. it's not, it's buy low, sell a little bit higher. Um, but uh, people, I think they just, they, they just don't simplify this business enough and they make it harder and harder. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, where it came up with FreedomSoft is to make this business easier so then people wouldn't get bogged down in the BS of trying to run a real estate business. I'm not getting bogged down figuring out contracts. I just go ahead and click and send. You know, I, I'm not getting bogged down going to five different sites to try to find out what the house looks like. I'm, I'm on the phone with the guy, I click on Street View and say, man, you're right on the corner of 11th Avenue, right? And I just bought a property around the corner over there. And then boom, he knows you're real. You know, wait, do you have a house with a blue roof? Yep, yep. How do you see that? You know, am I going to make a better impression with that guy than some other dumb schlep that's going to call him off of an ad? Absolutely. <laughs> he's going to say, well, this dude knows what he's what he's doing, you know? Um, and, and then that's just kind of how we've been able to kind of move. So uh, I just really think that people just, uh, they really just need to step back a little bit and, and try to see how simple it is. Um, and as long as you do the same thing every single day. You know, if you do the same thing every day, you answer your phone calls, you make your offers, you look at your properties, sooner or later, you're going to get to where Alex is and you're going to start to be able to systematize that even better and better. And then that's when you're, you know, that's when you're playing golf at 2.30 in the afternoon on a Tuesday through Friday. Nice. <laughs> nice. Now, Pete, do you do most of your deals over the phone? Do you go meet with the sellers in person? Yeah, we meet with a lot of the guys, depending. We send a lot of offers out via, uh, via email. But at some point in time, we want to take a look at these properties, you know, because we're doing some buying and holding now also. Uh -huh. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many properties I wish I never sold, but uh, you have to do what you have to do. So we'll kind of go out there and I have a project manager that I hired that basically goes and analyzes all the properties, gives me a full breakdown as far as cost. And then we make the decisions whether or not we're going to uh, wholesale it, rehab it and sell it or keep it. Nice. Well, it's nice to be in that position where you can make that choice, isn't it? Yeah, well, it takes a little while to get there. Um, but once you're there, it, it is, uh, it's, it's a nice feeling because, uh, you know, the rates of returns that we're getting on some of these rental properties are in the 30s and 40% ROI. You know, so uh, you got people suffering right now that, uh, you know, money in CDs and money in, you know, different places. And here we are buying $40,000, $50,000 houses with 40% rate of returns. Nice. nice. That's awesome. Now, um, you're doing mostly what three bedrooms, one and a half bath homes. Is there a tar certain target home that you go after? Yeah, I buy anything. Okay, <laughs> I buy anything. It's cheap. The cheap. I try to stay away from some of the frame properties just because I find that they got uh, a little bit more problems with them. But uh, I actually just bought one the other day. Um, this is a guy that I had it under contract with him, and uh, I was getting ready to close. I didn't spend a lot of time. I was getting ready to close, and the title company calls me up and says, "Pete, you can't close in this deal because." the person that he bought it from foreclosing the wrong property. Cool. So then I used that to my advantage and I called the guy back up and said, Hey, I was willing and ready. I said, but this is just too much problems for me, this, that, and the other. 
So I knew the guy needed to sell the house and that he, I made him call me back five or six times. And I said, well, I'm not going to be able to buy it, but let me fish it out to somebody else. And I said, listen, I'm not coming back. The offers I'm coming back with, uh, you know, you're going to hang up the phone on me until he just got so, <laughs> until he just got so desperate that it was a $20,000 contract price. And we ended up getting him down to $8,500. Wow. So we picked that up and probably put about six grand into it. So you're into it for 15 rehab. And uh, you probably rent it for about eight fifty a month, and you're looking at a thirty six percent rate of return. That'll pay itself off real fast. Yeah, you're talking about a two and a half year, uh, you know, coverage ratio. <laughs> Anything that you can get under three years, and the whole thing is paid off. I mean, to me, that's you know, we're looking for some cash flow uh, properties, or you know, just to kind of move. You don't need as much of the money up front anymore. Um, so now we're kind of bleeding in a little bit more on the buy and holds. We'll still flip and rehab, but the buy and holds with these rates of returns, we're, we're really liking them. You know, kind of break, uh, you know, break a little resistance there. I'm always very friendly. I'm always trying to call them by their name. Um, you know, when I'm getting information, I try to make it very conversational. Oh, and by the way, what was your, what was your name? What was the address on there? And then I'll start to look at the, uh, I'll look at the address and the street view and I'll have a little bit of a conversation about where they live and how I bought some properties around that area, what their property looks like. Um, and then I'll kind of move into, uh, the details of the property. Um, and then after I move into the details of the property, I, then I'll, and I kind of do it backwards. A lot of guys that want to get off the phone right off the bat, they'll say, you know, they're going to go right into it. I'll spend a couple more minutes really kind of building some rapport before I get down to, you know, uh, if I can buy your house all cash and pay all your closing costs, what's the least you can do? Um, and then there's a bunch of different things once we get down to price. So my first question after I get all the information, I say, okay, well, here's the here's the magic question that we're all waiting for here. Um, you know, if I can pay cash for your property and pay your closing costs, what's the least you can do? Well, I can do $50,000. Okay. So what you're saying is, is if I came to your house with a briefcase with $45,000, you're going to kick me out of your house? Well, no, I'm not saying that. Okay, so what, what do you think the best that you can do? And I don't like to waste your time, and it sounds like you're in kind of a, a little bit of a rush here. You want to get this all said and done. The more fair you are and the quicker we can come to a number, the faster I can get you money in your pocket. So I'll use a lot of those. I have a bunch of other one-liners. Um, you know, I have one-liners. I would love to pay you $2,000 for your house. Nothing would make me happier. So I'll tell them, listen, I, I, I mean, I would love to do this for you, but unfortunately with this market, I'd be out of business if I did. Um I do uh, some other ones. I like to move very fast. Is that okay with you? I try to kind of feel how quick they need to get this thing done. And that's in, in, uh, in, in unison with, you know, trying to find out how long they've been trying to sell their property, what the real reason for selling is. Um, to me, that's the biggest one is, is the reason you're looking to sell. Uh, that's when they're going to just kind of open the floodgates about their moms and sisters and the property was left to them and this, that, and the other. Um, you know, here's another one. How would I buy your house for $3,000 more than I can buy the, the bank's uh, property down the street for? You know, get them to understand, like, wait, why would you do that? Um, this is the great one. People say this all the time. Oh, I don't want to give my house away. You know, so I said, well, I wouldn't want you to do that either. That would be terrible. But what price would you consider that being to give your house away? I want him to give me that number of what he thinks giving his house away would be. Yeah. You know, um, so we're kind of backdooring some stuff. A lot of people say, well, I can't do that price. Okay, well, what price can you do? Because they always want you to make that offer. Right. You know, so if I can, I can try to rearrange some of the words that, I can, uh, that I'm able to kind of get that answer out of them. Um, uh, let's see, uh, some other ones. I'll say a lot of my uh, clients call my office and seem to be in similar situations to yours. So I'm having some sympathy knowing that I've dealt with this before. 
And I, and I said, listen, and I still get Christmas cards from them because I help them get their life back. You know, I just, and those are people that are really, really struggling that you're going to make them feel better about what's going on. You know, I'll ask them what happens if they don't sell their house. I want them to feel what really is the, uh, the situation going to be if they don't sell. Well, if they don't sell, they're going to get kicked out. Are they going to lose their jobs? I want them to realize that on the phone. Um, you know, I'll say, sounds like you're really unhappy with your situation. You know, is there a reason you're delaying your happiness? You know, because they're always going to try to fight for a couple thousand dollars. Um, you know, just different things like that. I mean, I have tons of different ones that I come up with that I just kind of talk as I'm going. And in your, in that uh, training section inside Freedom Soft, I go through all these. I spend like hours and hours and hours talking about different techniques and negotiation. But but I didn't stop, guys. I mean, that just came from just kind of really starting to talk to people and realize that every one of them is in a very similar situation. They all need to sell their house very quickly. You know, um, they all have something wrong. You know, they all have something that some some problem they're trying to find a solution for. So the more I started to be not about me and the house, more about what's their problem and how do I solve it, the more properties that I started to get accepted and, and the more properties we started to do. That's very good. And, you know, it just goes without saying – uh, marketing is important, but also your sales and negotiating skills may be as equally as important because you can get a bunch of calls coming in, but if you don't know what to say to them when they call, uh, you're not going to get very far. That's yeah, awesome. and, I think, and, I, and I think the same thing. I don't want to fear people. I don't want people to fear and say, well, I can't talk like that, and I'm uncomfortable. It takes a while. I mean, everybody wants to jump in and be, uh, you know, and be a pro. You know, they, they, they don't want to go through the minor leagues. They don't want to spend any time learning. They just want to go right to the end and say, well, I can't do it. Well, you know what? I didn't do that when I first started speaking, but I've become so comfortable with who I'm talking to that your words start to come out in a different way. And that's just from practice. I mean, that's the problem I, I see with these new guys. They just want to be so perfect in the beginning. And that only comes with, with practice. You know, I mean, there's a reason why pros are pros because they get out there and they practice, 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 practice. And, um, and that's, the, that's the whole thing. And when you market, you're going to get a lot of calls and you're going to talk to a lot of people and you're going to find what your little niche is. You might not do anything that I did. You know, you might just find your own little niche that you're, you know, you have your own pitch and it works as long as you do the same thing over again and make adjustments and try to figure out what's going on. So I don't want to make people you know, fearful to think that they got to be a you know, wordsmith to be able to do this business right. That's not yeah. the case. You'll get there better. That's just going to help you increase your income but to get to get into this type of business and make 35 or 40 or 50 grand which is most people's you know pay in the in the rat race to me that's that, that should be a very simple and easy thing to do and a big transformation in, in where their life is going you know my assistant that i brought in two or three years ago uh, she was in she was just doing a call the other night with one of the guys that one of the gurus called her up you know now she's flipping you know she just last month she made 50 or 60 grand on two rehabs you know, and this is, uh, you know, complete transformation of where she was. And it was just showing somebody showing her what to do. And she just kind of did the same thing every day and figured it out very quickly. You know, so I think that's possible for a lot of the guys that are out there listening. Um, just try to dumb it down, keep it simple, stupid type stuff. And, uh, you know, don't try to do too much. And that's always been my, my MO. Pete, just one more question, and then we'll end this. Sure appreciate your time. Uh, you, if you were dropped off in a city in the middle of, Let's say you're from you're in Florida. Let's say California, the other side of the uh, the other side of the world, and uh, all of a sudden you're there. You have to make some money. You don't know anybody. Uh, you you maybe have just a few resources. What would you start doing to start making money in real estate? 
what are my resources? Am I flat broke living in the back of a minivan or what? Uh, <laughs> let's say you you um, you you have a hundred dollars a month. You could afford Freedom Soft. All you have is Freedom Soft. How about that? Okay. Uh, for that, I would probably go right into the cash buyer section, and I'd start uh, handwriting some some mailers. And I would go and hook myself up with three or four guys, build a relationship with three or four buyers, and I'd go shopping. Okay, that's right. I, I would I would just get a relationship with those guys that I know are building, you know, are are, uh, are buying properties. I'd find out what they want, and I would go talk to probably every single wholesaler. I'd put Craigslist ads out. I would take pizza boxes and turn them around and start writing signs on them. Um, you know, I'd go down to the courthouse and see who I could uh, I could drum up and build a relationship with. I'd go to all the RIA meetings. I mean, I would just try to build relationships at that point in time since I have really no money for marketing. I'd be making uh, offers on Craigslist, listed properties. Um, I mean, I would just pretty much, you know, uh, build some relationships and do everything and, and, and start running around my head cut off until things started making sense. I wouldn't spend a hell of a lot of time planning, I can tell you that. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's what kills people, doesn't it? Yeah, well, what if this isn't right and th what font yeah, should I'm this not, be? I'm not worried about business cards. I'm not worried about, you know, bumper stickers. You know, I'm trying to build relationships. I'm trying to make things go. And people, I'm not worried about letterhead. I'm not worried about you know, how perfect my website copy is. I could give two shits, you know, I'm trying to build relationships and, and put money in my pocket and I'll deal with all those little details later. Nice. I love that. That's, That's what just it takes. Me. Everybody's <laughs> going to go down their own road. The only thing I can share with you is what has worked for me. Um, but you know, somebody else could be listening to this and say that they do something completely opposite and are successful also, which is a great thing about this business. You know, you can skin a cat 15 different ways and still, you know, uh, and still make money. So you have to figure out what your personality is, um, the way that you kind of like to run your day and try to fit that around what your, what your, uh, your strengths are. Right. Well, Pete, man, you've been real generous with your time and we really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, we want to wish you the best of success and, uh, keep on teaching this stuff because you really do have a, a special gift and a talent. Um, not just with negotiating with sellers, but with uh, teaching people how to do this stuff too. Awesome, man. Well, uh, one big help is that freedom soft thing that we developed. So anybody out there that's looking to try to cut the curve a little bit and get going in this business a lot faster, um, you know, make sure you definitely go to freedomsoft.com and, uh, you know, get yourself uh, a trial and, and start, uh, you know, jumping in. Very good. Now our audio is a little choppy there, but um, guys, listen, seriously, go to freedomsoft.com um sign up if it's not open uh, sign up you'll get notified uh, when it is open but it's something that we use a lot in our business and we highly recommend it's basically a software package program a database whatever uh, designed built by wholesalers for wholesalers um, but you know you may not even be doing traditional wholesaling like we've been talking about but I, it still works really well uh, just for attracting uh, sellers and, and sending them emails, sending them contracts, following up, uh, getting uh, some good information on comps, uh, cash buyers. It's a great, great system, and we highly recommend it. But thanks, Pete. We sure appreciate it. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much. Good luck with uh, with everything you guys got going on. All Thank right. you, Pete. All right, partner. See you guys. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.